Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Self Therapy. This is your host, Daniel Dunn. And today I'm going to be talking about customer service jobs. Now, I know I made a episode about kind of my job experience earlier where I had talked about some of the jobs I had and the experiences I had within those jobs and how I dealt with um, all the trials and tribulations that came with those jobs. But today I will be talking about like the overall customer experience aspect of the many jobs that I have had. So yeah, it's kind of, it's different because I'm, because the first one I'm talking in my perspective and the second one is more of like a everybody's experiences type of thing. But the first thing I want to talk about is the tipping system because I feel like everybody feels as though they have to contribute to the tipping system in some way. And when I say that, I don't mean everybody feels that way because I feel like it's either 50-50. I feel like there's either people that feel like they need to contribute to the tipping system because they understand how bad, how poor the economy is at the moment and they want to help out like whoever they're tipping. So they do it kind of out of pity. And then there's the other 50% who are like, y'all should, already get, y'all should already be getting paid enough to where you don't have to necessarily depend on tips to make up for the gaps in your wage. And I could I w- I couldn't agree with that more. I do feel like we should get paid more so that we don't have to depend on tips. Me personally working at where I work um I don't think I personally don't live off of tips. I don't necessarily need tips to make up for the gap in my wages. We make enough money to where we don't need tips at all. But it's still kind of like, it would be nice. I mean, a little dollar or two. But I don't necessarily think that it's required of the customers. Um, And the tipping system is so interesting because you'll say, because it's not like I can turn the question off on the screen. So you'll tell the customer, you'll be like, oh, it's just going to take a good question on the screen before you type or insert your card or whatever. And they'll look at you like you personally wrote down the programming for the tipping screen and shoved it in their face and said that it's required to give a tip. Like no tip is not sitting in the corner, very pretty, very big and not an option. Like I feel like people think that you you're begging for a tip when you just tell them that the screen is there and you have you literally have to press the button before you're able to um, proceed on to the next you know to the actual transaction tipping is i i enjoy tipping there there has probably been like once or twice where i have not tipped when tip was you know the option to tip was available but I I think that tipping in a lot of professions shouldn't be as necessary for the workers as it is. Like, I do truly think that even if you do get a lot of tips, I still think that people such as, like, waitresses and waiters and stuff like that should still be getting paid the minimum wage because what is $2.35 going to do for you? And then I also think that if less people apply to these jobs, 
Because what I'm talking, when I'm saying these jobs, I mean like IHOP, Waffle House, um, waitressing jobs, and, and sit down restaurants, like things of that matter. I think that if less people apply for those jobs, and you know, really advocated for the fact that there needs to be higher wage even for main tip earners, I think that they could negotiate a better wage with all of those companies. Because even so, if you do get good tips, it's like, it's kind of like a live to work kind of situation because you don't know how much money you're going to make going into the day. So you could make $200, you could make 1000 for the night, you know, so I really think that the minimum wage should go up so at least they're making seven seven twenty five an hour so they have something to lean on. Cause imagine if you worked forty hours a week for two dollars an hour. You're making eighty dollars a week pre tax with no tip. So it's not looking too cute. I also think that it's so funny because there really is the stereotypical people most of the time because I um Worked in an affluent area of sorts where there were a lot more people who had a, a good amount of money, you could tell. Those people, it was like either 50-50 again. It's kind of like a divide right down the middle. Either they wouldn't tip at all and or they would tip. But the thing is, they would tip like $5. Like I had this one guy pay for a drink and the drink was like $3. And then he tipped, like, I think, like, the rest of the money was just $17. So, yeah, I just think that the stereotypes are real where they're saying that rich people don't tip and that's how they keep on and hold on to their money and all that kind of stuff. I think, well, I know that it's real and... It's interesting because the reason I feel as though people who are not as quote-unquote fluent, I'm doing air quotes, by the way, are not as affluent. They do tend to tip more because they understand and know, you know, what the wages are looking like. They under, they, they make as much money as you do so you can, so they know that, you know, you might depend on tips a little bit more than you actually should or, you know, Stuff of that matter. And then there's some people, the people who piss me off the absolute most are the people who are like, I don't know why I should have to tip them. It's just my, it's just their job. Girl, first of all, first of all, while yes, it is their job and they already do get paid an amount of money, whether that be $2 an hour, whether that be $20 an hour, it's still nice. It's kind of like a gratitude for their service in a way. And it would be nice if, we, if they got paid more and, we, and they didn't have to get a tip or whatever. But, you know, it's still a gratitude of service. It's still an appreciation of them doing that service for you and making your food, making your drink or whatever. And doing it nicely or even, you know, threading your eyebrows, doing your nails, um, whatever services require tips. Um, being a, um, dancer, all those things, you know, tip is very heavily involved in these jobs. 
So I feel like a lot, most of the people who say it's just their job either A, have never had a job, and if they have had a job, it's never A, been customer service, or B, been tip-based. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you would have a totally different outlook on the whole entire tip thing if you understood, like, the situations that a lot of workers are in when they are making your food or making your drinks or whatever. Because there's times when orders will be, like, backed up. And I've heard people say that they have taken time to craft other people's drinks better than some people's drinks. And this is not me, but I'm saying I've heard from people because they know that they left a tip. And... You know, I'm not saying that I agree or disagree with that statement, but hey. Also, I think that if you're not going to tip, I really just feel like you should own up to not tipping. Um, There are some people who are like, I can't see it. Can you da 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 I'm like, girl, I know you can see it because it's not even, there's no sunlight out here and the screen is bright. Or there are some people who, like, gently, very gently tap on it to where you can't tell when they tapped on it, and they're like, oh, I'm done. Or there are people who will wait until you look away, and then they'll tap or whatever. And I'm like, I personally don't really care. The If you tip or not, it's not really going to change my view on you. Now, I do think that tips are necessary when you come to the drive-thru and order 20 drinks and think, and 20 food items and 20 whatever, and think that it's just going to be easy peasy and lickety split and everybody's just going to have your drinks ready in two minutes. No. I think then, even if it's just a singular dollar, I really do think a tip is not ne- not necessitated, but it, it's kind of like heavily suggested. Because if you really think about it, now that you're got you not that you got your drinks ordered the, per, the all the people behind you in the line also have their drinks ordered so that means i have to hold my drive through up if i don't pull you around the park which is still going to have a hold up because we're still going to have to make all those drinks i'm going to have to hold all those cars up so i can make all 20 of your drinks and all 20 of your food items and all 20 of your whatevers and it's just going to be too much and therefore we might lose tips from other cars which is why i'm saying that even if it's just a dollar i really do think that it would be you know thoughtful for you to put a tip in the tip jar if you order a lot of stuff but moving on from tips one of my biggest pet peeves is when customers tell employees how to do their jobs. Like, oh my goodness, like there's nothing more irritating. And an example would be like rushing the people who are doing whatever you're doing or whatever they're doing. I promise you there's nothing on this here planet that's going to make me go any quicker or any slower than I'm already going, okay? So for you to sit there and try to think that you're going to stare at me and make me go faster, babe, as a matter of fact, I'm now going to go even slower than what I was already going because you think you're about to sit here and intimidate me and think I'm about to make your food or drink or whatever any faster? No. Especially if your order was big and then you think you're going to sit here and rush me. 
No, you're not. So, yeah, I hate when customers think that they have the right to rush employees because, no, that's not true. And secondly, you don't know what that employee um, could be new. They could be new. They could have just gotten back from a year-long break and um, getting back into the kick of things. They could... There's like a whole there's a whole lot of circumstances and you sitting there and staring and them feeling it peer in their peer a hole in their backs. It's not making the situation any better. So I really think that customers should shop should stop stressing and rushing employees because those are the same customers who always come back to the store and they're always like, My order was wrong, I didn't have this, I needed to add on this, da 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 da. Yeah, girl, because he was rushing me and I couldn't even make sure I had time to check. And then, especially, it's not even the people that stare. The people who are even worse are the people who are always commenting and asking if their food ready yet. Girl, if your food is ready, I would bring it out to you. But it's not, obviously. Do you not see your order on the screen? Like, that's the stuff that be... It, it's, like, irritates me. In this. And then, also, the people who are, like, rushing and then they'll, like, check everybody else's food or drinks or whatever. And then be like, oh, okay, well, this is not mine. And by that time, like... Everything is just a mess because they went all through the bags and customers asking to rebag their stuff and get the new food because everybody was all in the other bags. It's very irritating. Not even a little. It's like very irritating. So yeah, don't rush customer service workers. Let them do their jobs and let them do it as quickly as possible. Now, another way that you can tell the employee how to do their job is telling them how to make your order when they can see it directly on the screen or on the sticker or on the whatever. Nothing irritates me more. So, okay, let me give you a specific example. So I was at work yesterday. We had been, like, very busy for most of the day. And this lady comes up to me and she's like, she sees me making her drink and she's like, is that mine? And then I'm like, yeah, it is. And she was like, oh, it's supposed to have this. And I'm like, okay. And I just keep on making the drinks because I have like five drinks up there. So I'm making the drink, making the drink. And then she says again, and she's like, it's supposed to have. And I'm like, okay, I know. Thank you. I can see it right here. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, yeah, because you're not about to sit here and tell me how to make your drink when I can literally see it right there, girl. If you know how to make the drink, you would have a job here, but you don't. So I just need you to back it up about a good two steps and let me do my job. It's going to come out shortly. And the thing is, she hadn't been waiting a while. I looked at the sticker and the time was like three minutes from then. So it's not even like she was in a rush or whatever. And another thing, if you're in a rush, please don't go to, you know, whatever place you're trying to go to. That's for later. So yeah, don't rush me. And then also try to tell me how to do my job. Like that stuff will irritate me so quickly. Yeah, just don't do that. Because then it's also like customers will try to tell you, I had this, but they didn't have that. And then that's like an upgrade and you can get in trouble with your manager or whatever. Or they'll try to take stuff away that you already put in the drink. Or especially when people don't know what they ordered. Oh my gosh, I can't stand when people don't know what they ordered. And it always happens at one of my jobs specifically. They'll be like, oh, I didn't know this was this. Okay, um, I work at a coffee place. I will not give specific details because I know I'd be fired. But I work at a coffee place, one of my jobs. So I, the most common misconception 
is the difference in cappuccinos and lattes. Cappuccinos get espresso and they get milk, but the milk is mostly foam. Lattes, they get espresso and milk and a little bit of foam on the top. A lot of people are so upset when they receive a cappuccino and the cappuccino is mostly foam. I'm like, they're like, the cup is empty. I'm like, do you know what you ordered? What? Like, they'll be like, oh, this is supposed to be filled up. Babe, it is filled up. It's mostly foam. What What were you expecting? Yeah, just understand and know what you order before you order. And it's okay if you need a little bit of time with the community drive-thru in the, you know, in the cafe. Just take your time and understand what you order before you order something and I have to remake your whole entire drink because you didn't understand what, you know, a simple drink was. But, yeah. Moving on. Delivery drivers are a, a different kind of interesting. So, there's I feel like there's a lot of stereotypes of delivery drivers. So, you have the delivery driver that will come to the building and then immediately put their phone in your face and be like, do you have this for this? And you're like, girl, can I breathe? Like, can I get a second? Like, can I take this order out? Like, whatever. Because they will literally see the first employee that they see, even if the employee is literally carrying out a task, and shove their phone in their face and be like, do you have this? Is this ready yet? And I understand that you're on a crunch limit and you don't have time and um, customers can be very um, mad and upset and all the other stuff about timeliness. But it's like, I can't make the food come any faster, babe. You're just going to have to sit there and wait. And then it's always, those delivery drivers are always the ones with orders that are like $60 and they're going to feed the family seven. Like, I can't rush that they had, and then it's always like always special, special orders. Like, I can't rush the kitchen because I have to freshly make that stuff and remake it and all that other stuff. So it's kind of like, you know... What can I do besides tell you that, hey, it's on the way? Like, do you want me to, like, give you part of the order, you go deliver that part, and then come back for the other part? No. So I feel like that's just a matter of waiting patiently and not shoving your phone in people's face and coming up to somebody that you see that is actually available and asking them, is the order ready yet? Then you have the delivery drivers that will sit around and just stare at their phones and not tell you that they have a delivery for anybody. Um, those ones are interesting because they will sit, sometimes I have seen some sit up in the lobby till up to 30 minutes and not say a word to anybody and just sit there and be like, yeah, um, yeah, I had delivery order for the other lot and it's been sitting on the counter for the longest. And you're like, I want to have a delivery driver that and they're just sitting in the dining room. Now, I know that we're supposed to go up to the delivery drivers and ask them if they had delivery order, because you can kind of tell who's delivery driver and who's not. But there are some moments in, you know, in working where you don't really have time to go up to other people because you're so busy worried about, like, customers who are coming in right now and actually eating in the restaurant or the drive-thru. So you don't really have time to actually ask them, are you picking up an order for da-da-da-da-da a lot of the times. Another type of delivery driver is 
the in my opinion the best one like they'll come in they'll at, they'll say i have a delivery for da, 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 da. and then you'll be like a it's not ready and they'll go sit down and they'll wait until their order is ready or b you can say it's ready you'll give them the food and they'll say thank you and then they walk out that's i would say that's the delivery drivers like 50 percent of the times and the other two scenarios are like the other 25 percenters a half and half so I think those are the best ones. That's how everybody should be doing their jobs. And yeah, and those ones are the ones that make me want to get the food out the most. I'm not going to lie. Those are the ones I'd be like, okay, y'all need to hurry up because they're sitting out here waiting and da 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 da. The people who are all up my face all the time, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I'm not going to tell the kitchen about that. Like, girl, that's not to be your problem. But yeah. And also there is a one percenter. There's the 1% of delivery drivers who come in and I guess they've had a stressful day or maybe they got cussed by a customer or whatever. So they think it's okay for them to come in and be like, I've been waiting for da 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 and I need this food right now. And then, girl, first of all, get out of my restaurant before I cancel your order and neither your customers don't go home with food and you don't go home with money, okay? So get out of my face, please and thanks. Like, those ones, I've only had to encounter a couple in my lifetime. But the couple I have had to encounter, were it was, the experiences were very distasteful. Not gonna lie. So, I really think that that is a crucial part to customer service jobs. Just delivery drivers overall. I mean, there are, like, restaurants and so on and so forth that don't have deliveries because of the fees and things of that matter, but most of them do, so you're going to have to experience them once in a while. And, yeah. But, moving on. Being late to work and have... Being late to work and hopping into work with a ooh, I'll formulate words and not get in. Being late to work and hopping into a long drive-through line or a long line in the interior or whatever, girl, I'm telling you, I could not care less. I couldn't. I could not care less if you're late to work and you know you're going to be late to work and you proceed to hop in a drive through that you see is uh, the line is going all the way to Timbuktu and then you're going to get to the window or get to the box and try to rush me because there's nothing more irritating that when a customer gets to the box and they think they're about to rush you and taking your order. Because I'm not even saying that because I'm slow. Y'all, I'm very, very fast when it comes to taking orders. And I know and I memorize like a lot of the stuff. Like even if I'm not in front of the screen, I can be like, okay, you had this, this, that, and the third. Okay, this is going to be that. See you at the window. No, I'm talking about the people who are like, like that'll talk over you. That'll tell you your order without like listening to any of the prompts or whatever. And all the other stuff. Those people are a whole other breed. And then they get to the window and they try to snatch their drinks and try to hurry up and pay. And they're like, they're like looking very impatient. Like, I'm telling you, nothing about that experience is making me want to go any faster and do my job any quicker. So I can tell you that much. 
Yeah, that doesn't make me want to do my job any faster. And also, be, going back to being late to work, please don't get, please don't get in my drive and be like, I'm late, so whatever you have available, if you could just... Girl, goodbye. Order your food, and if it comes out, it comes out. I don't know. Like, I don't know how far backed up we are on drinks. I don't know how far backed up we are on food. I don't know if you'll get your order in two minutes. The minute you walk up to the drive-thru window, walk up. The minute you drive up to the drive-thru window, or whether if it's going to be a five-minute wait. I couldn't really tell you. And for you to hop in that big old line because you don't feel like getting out of your car, or for you to come into the cafe and get it and get in the line, because you feel like you needed whatever you needed, I think that there should have been some different time management skills um, being used for this whole entire interaction. And I really think that we're not the people to blame for the fact that you decided to come to a restaurant anyways, five minutes before you had work and your work is 10 minutes up the road. I really don't think that's my fault. And I really think like think that you need to better your time management skills and not try to be rushing people who are just trying to do their jobs as quickly as possible. Like, it's not like we're trying to hold you. We're just trying to, we're going to try to get you out of the line as quickly as possible. But you rushing us is not going to make the situation any better. <clears throat> the next one is like every so I don't <clears throat> so every interaction not every but almost every interaction with customers at least in my experience has not been authentic or real but that's because I <clears throat> But that's because I have no prior obligations to actually initiate relationships with my regular with my customers, even if they are regular. I don't know. I just don't really, you know. I'm like, okay, they're regular and stuff. Good for them. Cool. I'll say hey or whatever. How are you today? But I don't. I just don't feel the need to actually get to know them on an interpersonal level. I just think that it, it might just be me. But I don't know. Especially because most of the regulars that I have are not even my age. They're old as Methuselah. So it's kind of like, why am I trying to get to know somebody's grandfather? I'm sorry. I don't want to. I think that every almost every interaction in the customer service industry is somewhat forced and fake. I think that when people are like, hey, how are you today? Or have a good day or my pleasure in some workplaces, most of the time that stuff can be kind of empty. Like those terms can be kind of empty because people, especially I know from personal experience, after you say it so many times, it's like, it's kind of like automated. It's kind of like an automatic thing that comes to your mind as soon as somebody says thank you or whatever. So there's no real meaning behind the words. You're just saying it to say it because it's a part of your job and it's part of what you're supposed to do. So in a way, every single interaction that you have with the customer is kind of automated. Because 
if you really think about it, most of the time you don't even remember the conversations you have with customers. Like, yeah, there's going to be that one or two that stands out every once in a while. But for the most part, I could have a two-minute long conversation with the customer about my hair or about their shoes or whatever. And I wouldn't remember it because the next car, chances are, I'm probably going to have another conversation about that same thing. So all the interactions that we have with um, customer service people are, it's kind of empty in a sort. And not saying that it's not necessary because I feel like it is necessary to make the customer feel as though they're not a burden of sorts, again, air quotes. But I think that I don't know. I think they're necessary. I just think that they're also empty and meaningless. So they go hand for hand. The pay for customer service jobs for the amount of work is always insufferable to a certain point. Oh my gosh, my back. I want to go to a chiropractor and get my back snapped or something. Because, oh my gosh. All this pain for working all these jobs. But yeah, the pay, in a sense, is not always good. And when I say always, I mean it's very rarely ever good because of the fact that as the, as you know, as the economy inflates, Customer service jobs are raising their minimum wages very, very slowly. They're not keeping up with the rate in which that the economy is raising. Like, the price for food has gone up so, and maybe the minimum wage for like most companies, because I'm not talking about like the $7.25 minimum wage. I'm talking about minimum wages for each company specific, whether it could be Verizon, Best Buy, Walmart, Target. I'm talking about like each company specifically because most of the time companies have like their own specific minimum wage that they will assign employees or whatever over the whole entire company. So, you know, like no matter who you are working for that company, you should be making that amount of dollars an hour minimum. So I think that Okay, let me give an example. I have been working at a specific place for a long time. And I started out at, um, how much money did I start out at? I think it was like $9.50 an hour. And I also feel like salary transparency is so relevant and so important, especially in this day and age. Because I don't think there's like really any negativity towards pocket, not pocket watching, towards sharing how much money you make as long as it's not used in a sense to pocket watch in a way or to you know bring up constantly and be saying that i don't know that you deserve more even though you because the other person gets paid more even though you do less than the other person so i don't think that Salary transparency is important in that aspect, but I do think salary transparency is important in the aspect of knowing how much each other, you, each other makes in the workplace because your friend could be getting paid more than you, your coworker, I should say, could be getting paid more than you, but you're doing more work than them. 
and they're just getting paid more than you because maybe they're nepo baby or whatever and nepo babies y'all i just want to say nepo babies absolutely do exist in the customer service industry specifically um people who are the children to managers or general managers or whatever nine times out of ten they're making a lot more money than the average worker even if they don't work as much or if they're not there as much just because their parent is the one who you know runs the restaurant or whatever and it's like i understand it but i really don't it's like and then a lot of the times the only the only ones i've seen they don't even do the jobs all the way that good like they're not even the best of the best and you think they would be because of all the times that they've you know spent around that restaurant you you would think that they would be just top tier but unfortunately for them that's not the case but anyways back to my tangent i'm very sorry the pay isn't sufferable and to give an example i work at a coffee shop like i said the minimum wage there is 15 dollars an hour now, I know what you're thinking. You're just making coffee and making food. I was just making orders. It can't be that bad. Y'all, when I tell you this job is the hardest job I've ever had in my whole entire life, because not only can you not make that much stuff at a time, you all the orders are also most of the time very complicated and they add stuff and they take away stuff and they substitute stuff. And it's it's a lot. And they make extra stuff and they ask for light stuff and having to, I feel like having the mind power to even register each separate drink within itself is kind of interesting and kind of powerful because I really don't think you understand how hard it is to have two of the same exact drinks except one is like light ice and the other one is like not light ice, but they're asking for an extra shot of espresso. Like... And then not getting the two mixed up because God forbid you get the two mixed up and now you have to go remake the whole entire drink because the customer is going to complain about how badly their drinks are and this is mixed up and we already drank from each other and it's too late and now we need separate new drinks. So yeah, in that aspect, that's that. And people that... I just think that $15 should not be the minimum. I think the minimum should be like 17 to 20 And it's not like the companies don't make the money. And another thing I find interesting with the whole entire inflation and wages thing, companies are raising their money for inflation. And I'm like, okay, so where's all this money going if you're not giving the people the raises that they so do need and desire? But that's just my little spiel. I don't know. No, I don't know. And then it's also interesting because a lot of the customers will get mad at the employees because they're like, the price is way raised again. Like, y'all y'all can't keep raising the prices. I'm going to stop coming here. Girl, do you think I control that? I don't. Like, what am I supposed to tell you? Oh, I can just go ahead and lower those prices for you. No, girl, this is not price match. I can't do that for you, babes. All I can do is pray for you. So I think that, you know, men, the wages are not looking too cute right now. And I don't even think it's like the amount of money because had I been making this amount of money way back over yonder when I first started working, I would have been set. But the thing is, like I said, it's taking so long to progress the wages to where by the time I we get to be where we need to be right now, by then, prices might have spiked even more, and then the wages might need to go up even more. So that's kind of a whole thing. 
And I really just think the economy is not too cute right now at all. Okay, the next topic is the lack of promotions in customer service jobs. I don't think I've really ever and truthfully experienced how bad it is until now. So I my first job, it was the person, it was kind of like a franchise. So the owner of the franchise, of the franchise restaurant was, you know, new to the whole entire thing. So he would just give people raises and promotions like all the time. Like if he saw you were doing good work and he saw that you were like genuinely good at your job, he would give you a raise and a promotion. And I really applaud him for that because that was the only thing he could do correctly. No tea, no shade. But also all tea, all shade. But, yeah, that was the only job in which I've ever held that promotions were actually, like, given to people who actually deserved them. Because he didn't just give promotions to anybody. He would give promotions to people who actually worked hard and did their job correctly. But, in a lot of places that I've worked, there have been people who have gotten promoted. And I'm like, I'm not listening to you. Because call me stubborn, call me mean, call me rude, call me all you want. I'm not listening to you. Because A, you've not been here for as long as me. B, you can't even do your job as good as I can. C, um, you can't do your job correctly. And D, why are you asking me for advice when you're the one that's over me now? Like, that doesn't even make any sense. And there's been, like, multiple job sites like that. I'm like, okay. Okay. So why did they get the promotion I didn't? And I think the reason that most of the time I don't get the promotion, I'm not even going to say it's because I'm black this time, though, is because I'm very, almost if you say, stubborn of sorts. So, like, if there's a way that I like, and you're trying to tell me to do it a different way, but I know this other way works, I'm going to do it the other way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, it just makes more sense in my head to do it that way and not the other way. And that has been the situation for many a times, which is probably, like I said, why I have not been personally been promoted. But to each their own. And yeah. But I think that promotion should be a lot more common than they are. And I also feel like managers need to stop promoting the fact that there are a lot of promotions that go on after six months and so on in an interview. Because I've been in countless interviews where they're like, yeah, promotions usually start happening after da 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 and promotions, you know, that's an availability, and, you know, if you work hard, you can do this and the third. Most of the time, they're lying, and there's really no promotion at hand. It's just flat. It's just a flat road to not to no success. Moving on, working with very little staff during a rush. So, I worked at this one restaurant. Again, no names. Um, I worked at this one restaurant. It was during quarantine. Oh, my goodness. When I tell you we were understaffed, I'm telling you, like, the specific restaurant which I worked at is very prominent in the South and very known to always have, like, a stocked employee kind of situationship and a stocked, you know, just overall vibe. So working with very little staff during rushes, especially during quarantine, and especially in drive-thru because, you know, nobody was getting out of their car because everybody was like, 
try not to get COVID. So everybody was in their car getting food, lines wrapped around the building. And I kid you not, sometimes there would only be like five or six of us. Y'all, to this day, there's like 13, 14, 15 people scheduled on the schedule. Like we, like our cup runneth over with employees now. Back then, it would be like, I remember there was this one time, there were literally three of us working all together. Three people working during a rush, a lunch rush at that. So I really just think that, I don't know, I I think that people who can work rushes on very low staff are built completely and utterly different. And I really think that we should give them more props. Like, because working rush with no staff is not, is not funny at all. Because you'll have to run from screens or bagging or whatever you call it to register and then from register the drinks and then you drive through if I need your help for a second and then you have to go do such and such. I don't know. It's a lot. And it's a lot of like, at the end of the day, you're very, 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 very tired. So I think that with that being in mind, I really, I really feel like I nudge people to ask themselves, does this restaurant look understaffed before you go up in there and think you're going to raise hell because everybody looks tired, where in real life, they are tired because there's only been three people on the ship the whole entire day and they've had like back to back to back to back orders all day long and they've been trying their hardest just to get the orders out. So yeah, working with very low staff is not cute at all. It's not fun. It's not funny. It was a humbling moment, that's for sure. It taught me a lot. But I will never... I don't know. I just... It was... It was a lot. I would not wish that upon... I would not wish that upon my worst enemies. Last but not least, we have the category of workers. Now, please excuse me if there's something in my mouth I can't really see. Um, I just got done eating a cookie that I forgot I had some work last night. But, yeah, if you're watching the video, if you're not watching the video, then disregard everything I just said. But there's workers who are always high. And I feel like I have to start that one off just with a bang. There are workers who are just come to work high. They go get high in the bathroom. They go get high in the car on their breaks. They come back, get high in the bathroom again. I mean, just high the whole entire shift. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh, like all the time. And then I personally, though, hear me out. I personally, I don't really care. As long as it doesn't affect your job, the cap- your capability of doing your job. And I have worked with people who it has not, and I didn't really care. And I'm like, okay, we'll go use our boss. And there are people who I have worked with where I'm like, oh my gosh, what in the world are you doing? Like, why would you think it was okay for you to go and get half of a substance, and now you can't even work correctly, and you're handing people out the wrong food? And you can't take orders and you're not doing anything quickly because you're moving slow as a turtle. So there's, I've seen both. Don't really mind the first one. The second one irritates the living mess out of me. The second one is the ones that don't help clean. Now, those ones hold a special place in my heart in hell. Okay. Because me, I'm known to be a pre-closer. 
So I'll pre-close, I'll pre-close, I'll pre-close, I'll pre-close as early as I can pre-close. I'm going to try to get this out of here as early as possible. Now, when you're just standing around and not helping me clean and just thinking that you're going to conversate all day long, that irritates me to no means. Um, I'm just saying, like, it, like, because, oh, then you'll be complaining about how we're not getting out on time. Well, baby, maybe we're not getting out on time because you didn't do anything but talk and still in your lazy ass all day. But just, that's just me. I don't know. That's just me. Word of advice. And that's what I'm saying about that because I can really get into that. The socialites. And when I say this, I mean the ones who are friends with all their co-workers and they're friends with all the people in the kitchen and their friends are always coming into the drive-thru where they're always coming into the restaurant and staying down with them on their breaks or they always have plans after work. Those ones are interesting. Most of the time I haven't really had a problem with them. It's the ones who are friends with everybody and they let that and they let that distract them from doing their jobs, whether that be they're talking to their friends while they should be bagging, or um, they stay on break for two hours instead of thirty minutes because their friends are with them and eating with them, or they're holding up the drive-through because they think it's okay for them to have a conversation in the middle of a rush in the drive-through about non-factoring stuff, you know. People like that. So they're socialite coworkers. That's them. Then you have the phone users. Um, these are the people who will sit up on their phone and listen to music and or not listen to music and scroll through social media or text back whoever they're texting back. And just all around, just be on their phone like all of the time. And not help clean. They won't do anything. They'll just sit on their phone all day long. And for the most part, I don't really have a problem with these. But I feel like it, it was a bit of an extreme when I said just sit on their phone all day long. Because there are some who will know how to like be on their phone for a second and get off and start cleaning or stalking or whatever. But there are also a lot who are like... Who they just get sucked into their phone. Even though they're not supposed to be on the phone in the first place. But they just go on their phone and just like not do anything that they're supposed to do. You know? Then you have two types of old people. So you have old cool people. Old cool people. Those are the ones that I personally like. Those are the ones with like all the cool backstories and they have all of this like information about stuff that will help you in your future and they're always giving you good advice and they're always like they're very funny. And they have, like, grandchildren or whatever. And they're like, oh, we just want skydiving or whatever. Those are the people who you work with because this is their retirement job. And they just need some extra money. And then you have the old, old people. Those are the ones who are uninteresting. They're boring. They're not fun to work with. They're very slow at doing their jobs. And all around, you just don't really want to talk to them when you're not required to talk to them. So there's two different types of old people. For the most part, I've only worked with old, cool people, which I'm very excited for. And when I say old people, I don't even mean, like, old. I just mean, like, probably, like, 40s and up. Like, people who have families, you know, and stuff. So, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The one specific thing is at this, at this place in which I work that serves coffee, there are a lot of old, cool people. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, that's so cool. Like, especially at the, one of the ones that I used to work at. 
Well, I still technically do work at, anyways. Yeah, very fun, very fresh, very cordial old people, and I love them, and I hope they're still there when I get back. And then you have the know-it-alls. Um, I used to be a know-it-all, I'm just gonna be honest. I, I used to be like, do this, do that. Oh, I know how to do this. I already know how to do this. Like, you don't have to tell me how to do this. I feel like every now and then you just got to, like, sit back and relax and let somebody, you know, show you how to do something. Like, the other day, this one guy showed me how to do something, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you're so smart for this. Like, I would have never thought of this. But, yeah, sometimes you just got to sit back and relax. Those The know-it-alls are the people who are like, oh, yeah, I already found that out, like, yesterday, so you don't have to show me this. Oh, no, I got it. Mind you, they don't have it, and they're losing it, but they got it. And they're just going to keep on faking it till they're making it. But yeah, the know-it-alls are arguably the most annoying of them all because they'll try to tell you how to do your job. And I can't stand when people have to try to tell me how to do my job at all. Like, get out of my face. And then also, one last thing I want to talk about is how customers fit into the mold of stereotypes so perfectly. They fit into the mold so perfectly. Like, I feel like you never really understood, understand, like, humans and how they function until you work a customer service job. I can't tell you how many Karens are actual Karens. And how many of, like, the cool, like, the cool soft luxury moms actually exist. And the cool dads, and you have, you know, the... The older fathers, and then you also have the friend groups who are always kiki in the drive-thru. And then you have, like, there's just so many different stereotypes of people that are so common. And you wouldn't think they're that common until you work the customer service. Because so, I feel like you always hear about them on social media, but you're like, oh, this can't be true. Like, this can't be that common. No, it's very common. And I guarantee you're going to witness a, a stereotype every single day. Every single time you go to work, at least one, even if it's just one and not ten, you're going to witness at least one. Thank y'all for listening. I'm wrapping her up. Thank y'all for listening to Self Therapy. Make sure to go follow the Instagram at S-E number one F-T-H-E-A-R-P-Y. I really hope I can spell. And yeah, and go answer the poll or the Q&A that I left in the bottom of this episode. Go make sure you check out all my other episodes. I think my last episode, I don't want to say because I might, I don't know when I'm going to release this one. But go make sure you go check out all of my other episodes. And yeah, um, I like you all very much because I, yeah, basically. And I'll be out fine. Bye.